What's up, everybody? I'm Michael Nettemeyer here with Jeff King and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Witwin Podcast, Whatever It Takes, Whenever It's Needed, Talking All Things Real Estate. Today, we want to dive into internet lead generation and conversion. So, do internet leads work? It's a question I get a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. the answer is it depends who you talk to. It does. Right? And so, it, uh, I see two types of people that work internet leads, people that do it correctly and can have good success with it, and then people that have no idea what they're doing. And so I think what's important is a lot of people say the leads are weak, right? The, the leads, leads are, weak. are weak. You're weak. <laughs> Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> early 90s movie, if you haven't watched it. We've actually got Joe watching uh, quite a few early yeah, 90s movies. Yeah. Catching me up. Catching up on VHS. <laughs> what are you working on? What did you hit last weekend? I think I took a weekend off. Okay. <laughs> Get back on it, double up next weekend. <laughs> Days of Thunder, did you finish it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So, internet leads. So, I think there are some misconceptions with internet leads. People think that you're going to start spending money on leads and all of a sudden you're going to have all of this business, right? And they, they you've, I've seen it happen. I've seen people that have spent tens of thousands of dollars a month and they don't have the success that they thought they would. And it's because they never put a plan together. One, they didn't put a plan together. And two, they just don't know the math behind an internet lead. You're not going to convert every single internet lead that you generate. It's just not going to happen. So I think the quicker you get into it, I actually pulled some stats. I mean, the quicker you understand the statistics behind it, the better your lead generation and your conversion is going to get. And so I ran some st- a thing in the Harvard Business Study. They said that 37% of people responded to an online lead within an hour. So within an hour. You should respond within five minutes, five minutes right? right. Mm-hmm. Of, of buyer inquiries, 48% of buyer inquiries were never responded. Which is, that was a, like a, a stat that kind of blew my mind. That's huge. That's like half of the amount of people yeah. that come through never even get followed up with once. Yeah. And that's somebody like reaching out about a property. Yeah, exactly, right? 48% of buyers asking about real estate aren't getting responded to. Wow. It's insane. The average attempt, contact attempts for realtors, one and a half contacts. So that's extremely low. Extremely low. Extremely low. Average email attempts, two emails, 2.07. Average response time for an internet lead is 15 hours. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So Can you imagine how many people are following up with them if they're going to multiple websites too in that 15-hour average? Yeah. That's just it. 15 hours. And that's where – it's crazy. It's not even just the real estate industry. I mean our conversions are low because they said that across all industries on internet leads, 2.35% of convert like that's the conversion rate wow so Mm. 2.35% in the real estate industry it's a 1% conversion rate so one out of 100 yeah one out of 100 Hmm. so if if you don't know that like going into this and you think okay I'm going to start spending all this money on internet leads and and not all internet leads are created equally either I mean there are different streams of leads that work better than others but if you don't know that going into this and you expect that okay I'm going to get 100 leads this month and I'm going to sell 10 houses and you're you don't way have off. a plan around it. Yeah, yeah, you could be way off. Mm-hmm. The upside is if you do have a plan and you know how to and you work your plan, there's a ton of potential to capitalize on internet leads. Yeah, I think that's a big misconception is that when people are, are searching online, like they're ready to go and buy a house right now. And I, I think that that one out of 100 is a pretty accurate number just because it's easy to start searches online. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about 97% of people start their home search online in today's market. And I think the misconception is that if you're paying for leads, like you're getting this line of people lined up out the door that are ready for you and raising their hand that say, hey, come come list my house or I want to buy a house. And that's definitely not the case. Agreed. I mean, that's the natural cycle for an internet lead is, is about 12 to 18 months. 
So the buying cycle. So if somebody signs up today, the likelihood of them being ready to go today, and this is like a, like a Facebook ad or a Google pay-per-click lead, something like that, they're 12 to 18 months before they're going to mm-hmm. buy a house. So you need to have a really strong nurture system. I want to get in touch with them and then nurture them along so they're thinking of you if you're real, as the real estate resource before they buy a house. Like if you just talk to them once and then never follow up again, you're never going to close Right, absolutely deal, not. Right? Yeah. I think it's good to be aware that there's, you're going to have a lot of competition with mm-hmm. that. 12 months too because there's going to be a lot of other realtors that are contacting them that right. are sending homes too so i think you just got to provide the most amount of value and just stay in touch the most or else you're going to get beat by someone else who is exactly and that's a good point especially to be remembered because if they're actively searching on all these different websites even if it's just one person that's reaching out to them one time it only takes the right time and the right moment to be reached out to for them to work with that individual person. So you really do have to leave at least some type of impression on them that they remember you over that course of that 12-month period in order to actually come back. And that's where the follow-ups are so important. Because if you think about it too, like not all leads are created equal. So like something like a Zillow lead or a Realtor.com lead, those people are actually reaching out. Because like a lot of our websites is real estate, we have forced registration where we're basically like we'll run an ad, people click on it, they go to our site, and in order to see the properties, they have to register their information to see that info to get the pictures, everything like that. Where Zillow is just an open format where they just let people search, and then when they're ready to go look at a house, they click and say, I wanna go see this property. So that person's buying cycle is quite a bit shorter. So that's why those leads are so much more expensive though. So like if you know, those leads can run anywhere from 150 to $350 per lead. So for 10 leads, you could be spending $3,000 a month to get 10 leads. Now your conversion had better be good to, to convert one of those a month because uh, otherwise you're spending a lot of money every month and not getting any return. Whereas pay-per-click leads and Facebook and all that, if you know what you're doing, they could be as cheap as a dollar, two, three dollars a lead. If you don't know what you're doing, it might be 20, 20, 25 dollars a lead. Um, but the thing is, like, can you cut that buying cycle down? Sure, go to Zillow and for Silva and Realtor.com. You're going to shorten that life cycle. With that said, though, when that person clicks to see that house, like you guys just said, they're probably not just clicking to see that house. That they're probably one, clicking right, five or six exactly. other houses. Mm-hmm. So speed's the name of the game. Who's going to get to that person first and then be able to ask the qualifying questions as well? Because if you if somebody inquires about a property and then you say, yeah, I'll go show it to you. I'm available now. You get there. They're not approved, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you get there and then they say, oh, we love it. We're going to call our realtor and write an offer. Yeah, absolutely. Because you didn't ask the right questions. When, and that's diving into kind of a conversion thing now. So if we know that the natural lifespan of a buying cycle is 12 to 18 months. Like what should we do or what do we do to stay in front of people for that whole span of time? I think you need to get a hold of them and have a good conversation because that that rings a bell with me. I guess one of the first or second months that I was in real estate, there was a, a lead that came to the website and said, I want to go look at a property. It was a property in South City. So what did I do? I hurried up, went and showed it, met her there. She wasn't pre-approved. And then later come to find out she just had wanted to go see that house, but was going to write an offer with an agent that she was working with anyway. So it was a complete waste of my time. But had I not just jumped up and went and saw it, so it was learning by mistakes, obviously, have the conversation first is even if they're coming to your website, make sure that number one, they're pre-approved and number two, that they're not actually working with someone else because they could still be working with someone else even if they land on your website or come as a lead directly to you. And even if they tell you they're not working with anybody else because that will happen too. That's why I always like to ask twice in that scenario. So if it's a sign call or an internet lead, we'll call and say, yeah, I'd love to show you that property. You know, One, you want to make sure they're approved so you can ask them, are you approved? And, And the thing is we always like to get a buyer agency before we even start showing property. 
With that said, though, we'll give somebody a freebie. If somebody inquires on a property and wants to go see it, we'll go show it to them if we ask these questions. The first one is, are they approved? They tell us yes, great. Are you working with a realtor? They always, not always, most of the time say no. No, we're not. And then you ask again, okay, that's great. If you liked the property and you wanted to make an offer, would you allow me to represent you in the sale? And that's where the truth starts to come out. Well, I, you know, my cousin's actually a realtor. They're out of town right now or, you know, they're busy. We didn't want to waste their time. Uh, that's where you get the truth. Well, you need to give them a call or yes. have somebody from mm-hmm. their office that's helping them out and show you the property. Um, so we don't want to step on that agent's toes. But by asking that second time, that's where you get the truth. Because if you just ask once, they just say, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, kind of brush it off, mm-hmm. right? Because maybe they haven't signed with a realtor, but they fully intend on using somebody. Mm-hmm. So they're not technically, they're not lying because they're not technically working with somebody. But they also, they're going to be working with somebody. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think that's important. The other thing that's important is having a plan when a new lead comes in. So the first thing, if, like for us, a brand new lead comes in. We know that we need to call it within the first five minutes. The sooner, the faster we get to that, the better, because a lot of times we want to catch them while they're still on the website, right? Well, it's fresh in their mind, what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. they're still sitting there on the site, and they're like, wow, that was fast. Like, that's the best time to catch them is immediately. And then what happens is we have a text message that goes automatically. So it's a phone call, text, email, right? So those three things are happening. And then later in the day, they're getting text messages, phone calls, emails later that day as well. So we inundate them for the first 10 days. Yeah, it's almost like a blitz, especially in the very beginning because of how many, because we know that we're not the only website that they're searching for homes on. Mm -hmm. If we blitz in the beginning, we continue to keep up that pace until we actually get a hold of them. And then once we get a hold of them and have that first initial conversation, that's where we're kind of gathering more data and understanding who they are, what are they looking for, are they qualified, do they have a realtor, and then have those conversations in person but kind of leading up to that the the emails and the text messages especially that are getting sent to them are kind of asking them more questions that we try to get some type of a response out of but typically we have the best luck in actually picking up the phone and making the call definitely agreed yeah and, and that's why it's so important though, to have that plan so we know for the first 10 days we're going to bombard them with contacts and even if we get responses saying hey quit calling me i would rather get that than have somebody that's continuing to search on the site or no, we're not interested. I just, I want to know that so we can move on to the next person and we want to get to that as quickly as possible, but staying in front of them and having that plan because it's basically, we're hitting them almost four to six times in the first three days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do that for a 10 day period. After 10 days, if we still haven't made contact with them, they go into what we call our pond account. And that's basically, it goes into our mojo dialer and it's a free for all for us to all call. So we're calling each other's leads. Anybody that hasn't been contacted, we start calling through there. Are you seeing success with that, Joe? Like starting to do uh, that now? Yeah, I've got a few buyers that have gotten pre-approved, but just starting to just try out a couple of weeks ago, actually. So it's starting to. Yeah. I mean, it works pretty well, though. Just yeah. touching them. I've had they good luck. forget about you. They do. For a while. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've had good luck, especially in the pond account, is finding investors. Yeah. So finding investors that maybe come through multiple times and they're looking for a deal. So figure out what it is that they're looking for. And then they move into our investor list. And then we mm-hmm. can keep in touch with them if we find those types of properties. So it is. And, and I'm not interested. Doesn't mean I'm not interested forever. Right. It means I'm not interested right here, right now, in this mm-hmm. moment in time. Which means if you call them next week, they might be interested. If you call them next month, they might be interested. So it doesn't mean I'm not interested, discard them as a lead. It means I'm not interested right now, but you need to follow up with them again. And you can recognize, you say, hey, we talked last week. I know you said that you weren't interested, but figure it out and stay in touch and stay on top of them. Otherwise, you're going to be wasting a lot of money on leads with people telling you that they're not interested or, oh, I was just looking. 
you know, that's another huge one that we get. But I feel like there are a lot of people that hear, oh, I was just looking, and then they don't figure out what they were looking for. Or say, did okay, you find out? You. Yeah. yeah, did you find out what they were looking too, for? Find out what their time frame is. Yeah. Because, you know, even if they say they're not interested, chances are they're interested or they wouldn't be looking at houses. So they plan on making the move eventually. It might not be right now. It could be, like you said, 12, 16 mm-hmm. months from now. So I think it's good to find out what their time frame is, mm-hmm. and that way you can set up a plan accordingly because that way you know exactly when you have to follow up with them you know put them on a home search do whatever it takes so that way in 12 months you'll be the agent that they go to yeah definitely that's the key to this it's all about follow-up once you get the leads into your system so you need a database to work people you need to have a system around that because when somebody says i'm just looking or no we're not interested that's great you're not interested if we found the perfect house would you make an offer on it well maybe great tell me what does that perfect house look like Right, and now you start getting into that. Well, what have to, what area do you want? Bedrooms, bathrooms. So you start building a custom search around it because that's what we do. A new lead comes in, we call right away, we text, we email, we continue to bombard them for ten days until we get a hold of them. Once we get a hold of them, we determine we keep our pipeline very simple. Right, it's it's attempted contact first. Once we reach them, it's hot nurture watch. Hot is anybody looking to do something in the next ninety days. Nurture is three to six months. Watch is six months or beyond. So now we know. And then we put them on appropriate drip plans as well that that stays in contact with them. It's sending them homes relevant to what they want to search for. And then it's reminding us to follow up every 30 days minimum. On a hot, we're calling every couple, like week, maybe yep. weeks, mm-hmm. 10 days, making sure we're staying in touch and getting them out to get them approved, get into property. But you have to have that systematic plan in place to really make these internet leads work. If you don't, what you're going to do is call once or twice. You're going to say, oh, they didn't answer. And then you're never going to follow up again. And then you're going to say internet leads are junk. Mm-hmm. Internet leads don't work. But if you know going into this that if you if like us, we have about a 5% conversion rate. For every 100 leads, we're going to sell five. If we know that, now it makes those other 95 not so disheartening when we don't get exactly. a hold of them. Yep. Because that's what happens. People are like, oh, these things are crap. It's, you know, we can't get a hold of anybody at the wrong phone numbers, bad email, this or that. But if you know that you're just trying to pull five out of every 100 that come in, it changes the game because it changes the way you look at it. And especially if you look at it on the time frame too. You mm-hmm. know, it's not I'm going to pick five out of the first 100 that come in. It's a right. matter of staying and following up. And that's where the majority of that business comes from, especially on the internet leads, because you don't have people that are ready right now to go see a house. And especially mm-hmm. on the sell side, and if I, and, it, and especially in the database, if you're not segmenting your database between your buyers and your sellers and your both, if it's a buy and a sell, you're missing out because there are two different conversations that you can completely have with those types of people and especially for the people that say oh I'm not interested if you tell them hey if I found you the perfect house not only that but if I found you a really good deal as well too who doesn't like a good deal it opens up that conversation much better because if you call them back you might have a deal for them and it's not one of those things where you're just saying oh these are the houses that are on the market and kind of setting them up on a generic search if you're a proactive individual or an individual or a team I guess you're finding good deals that aren't on the market. Right. And that's the value that you can add to the internet leads mm-hmm. that whenever an agent that they might be working with is just putting them on an automated home search, there's a whole nother conversation to have when you're talking about off-market yeah. properties with those individuals. Well, and people might say, well, how do you find off-market properties? And one way is canceled expireds, of course. Yep. Look back at properties that have canceled and expired and haven't come back to the market. That's a great source of off-market properties. Those people still may have a want or need to sell. The other thing is listen to our circle prospecting call from a few weeks ago. If you start circle prospecting and you're building that database of people that are saying, we're not ready to list today, but if you had a buyer for your home, we would consider selling it. Compile that list of people. Now you have a database of technically off-market sellers that you can start matching your buyers to. 
And that that's another value because you're absolutely right. That's a value-added service that a lot of people don't offer. You know, do you have access? I'm sure a lot of realtors are sending, sending you homes that are currently on the market. Are they sending you all properties that are off market? Well, what do you mean, right? So if you have that in your in your kind of arsenal, that's something that we use that's extremely effective and that helps us to convert more buyers to come into our office and meet with us because we're offering something that most people don't have. But that all stems from doing a ton of circle calls. It does, yeah, so absolutely. So you, you have to start getting good at doing circle calling and building those nurtures around those sellers. So to kind of recap everything we're saying here, Internet leads absolutely work. You have to have a plan. You have to have a CRM for one. You're not don't start spending money on leads if you don't even have a CRM. So it doesn't matter what CRM you use, anyone will do, but it needs to have a feature in there where one, you can get people houses, and two, because that's what ultimately what buyers want. We can send them all of this stuff about us and how great we are. And at the end of the day, people don't care. They want houses that are relevant to what they're searching for. So get them in front of how get them houses in front of them, and then have a systematic approach to how often you're going to follow up with people, and know that eighty percent of sales are made between the fifth and twelfth contact. Mm-hmm. And so even though you talk to that person one time, it still may take you five more times phone calls to get a hold of them. Yet it might take you eight, it might take you twelve, it may take a lot. So leave a voicemail. That's super yes. important that a lot of people miss on. Leave a voicemail every single time you call. And I think as long as you acknowledge their time frame, if you spoke to them today and they said, I'm six months out, you get them on a home search, you set them up on a drip, we're going to call them 30 days later, acknowledge their time frame. I understand last month when we spoke, you said that you were six months out. I just wanted to make sure that nothing's changed with your time frame and, and has anything changed, basically. Yeah. So you're asking them that and then you're acknowledging. So they're not saying, well, I just talked to you. I told you six months. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. We're just making sure nothing's changed in their search because oftentimes the people will say cut their time search, their you know, somebody says they're 12 months out, cut it in half. Right. If you mm-hmm. wait six months to call them, they're, one, not going to remember who you are. And two, they're going to say, oh, I already bought a house last month. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, especially, is that if they, if you know they're a little ways out, if they're six months or 12 months out, let them know that you're going to be following up with them on a monthly basis in the very beginning. Sure. Because it's so much easier then to not have them question, oh, why are you calling me? I told you six months. Why are you calling me? I told you 12 months. You told them in the very beginning, when you first initially met them, that you were going to continue to follow up. You're here to provide value and be a resource. Mm-hmm. You're going to check in on them and see if things have changed, see if they need anything that you can add to their home search. And it might not, but it's the simple fact that you laid that foundation and said up front, gave that expectation, like, hey, I'm going to be following up with you so you can expect to call on a regular basis. Right. Agreed. What would you say, Michael, about the teams that rely only on paying for internet leads? I think you're going to be in trouble if that's all you're doing. I think you need to have multiple legs to your business. I mean, think about a chair. If you have a chair, like we're sitting in now, and there's four legs. Mm -hmm. If one gets kicked out, we're going to tumble, right? If you only had one leg, you're not even going to be able to balance. So you need a a business with multiple legs. You need six, eight, you know, ten legs of business. You don't need that all at once right from the beginning. But if you're only stream or only source, and we're seeing it now with agents that are spending $100,000 a month on internet leads, Mm -hmm. they're starting to scale that back. Because what happens is their business, their volume looks good, but a lot of times profitability is not there. If you're spending a million dollars on internet leads and you're making $2 million, say, when you factor in expensive co- expenses, cost of sale, everything that goes into a real estate transaction, you're probably not netting close to anything, you know, maybe a hundred grand, maybe. Is that really a business worth owning or worth having if you're, you know, your net profit is... It's a lot of work for not a whole lot it's of profit. It's a ton yeah. of work, yeah. You can do that selling $4 million on your own, mm-hmm. right? And so... I think that if that's your only stream of income or your only pillar of business, you need to look back and say, what else can I be doing to add to this? 
And, and the other thing is the cost of internet leads can vary quite a bit. So all signs are indicating that Zillow leads are going to only get more expensive. So is that really a sustainable business model if all of a sudden the $200 internet lead now becomes a $400 internet lead? You're going to go out of business pretty quick because you're not going to be able to sustain the cost. It's not even going to make sense at that point. That's why we do so much on sales training at our team because the thing is if you can learn to sell, you can take the skill set anywhere. That's true. And you're not dependent on a source of just internet leads. So internet leads are a part of our business. We also have multiple other legs to our business as well. And I think it can be a great value add to your business, but I don't think it should be your sole focus of the only way you're generating business. And it's not the easy button either. It, no. uh, it doesn't just print money. Right. And I think that's a misconception too. Is totally if I spend is. money, it's going to make me X amount of dollars back. And as we've been talking about, it's the return is a little ways off and mm-hmm. you don't ever necessarily know if you'll even be profitable. Right. So you need to commit to it for one. You need to establish a plan to continue, a continued follow-up system that you're going to commit to. You can't just do this for one month and say it didn't work. Because you're right, for the five people that you might get this month that have some interest, they may not buy for six months or eight months, Mm -hmm. but you can continue to compile those people. And in 12 months, you've got a full database of people that are looking to buy homes. That's not to say that people won't buy along the way. Mm -hmm. Like You you can still run into people that are ready to go today, but the likelihood of that happening, those percentages are so much lower. So it's figure out a process before you start buying. Don't think, you're yeah, that's the silver bullet. I'm going to go spend all this money on Zillow and my business is going to go through the roof because it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that was helpful. It, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. So we'll keep diving into more stuff like this as we move forward. Anything else to add, guys, before we, uh, we sign off here? Send us in your questions if you're having any kind of conversations about Internet leads, how they've either worked or send us your success stories or not-so-successful stories on Internet leads, too. We'd love to hear about that and kind of get an idea of who's having luck on, on what different platforms. And if you've got better experiences or not, let us know. Absolutely. And if you want a kind of a list of how we status people and source them, hot, nurture, watch, what those, you know, basically what the definitions are behind each of those pipelines, let us know. We're happy to send that to you. You can shoot us an email at info at the netgroup.com. If you like what you're hearing, continue to listen. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Take me down and build me up whatever it takes. Cause I love-